G'day guys and welcome to the very first episode of the 23rd Man podcast brought to you by Liam Holdway and Joshua Miller. Welcome, How you doing guys. Josh? Yeah, good mate, good. Very excited to finally get this podcast kicking. You know, it's been a long time in the making and I'm just excited to finally bring some content to the fans of footy like me and you are. Of course, so basically what we do on here is we talk all footy. So we have round reviews, round predictions... Uh, and then we also have a special segment, five questions from the round before. So let's get started with the round review. So the first game was uh, Brisbane versus Geelong. And what were your thoughts on that game, Josh? Well, it's good to have our Thursday night games back, definitely. Um, well, it, we had a discussion before the game started, and I thought that Geelong would get the upset, especially in Brisbane, but the Brizzy Lions were just too strong for them, winning 94-50. to um, Watching the game, it wasn't as exciting as I would have liked, but Brisbane are definitely solidifying their spot in the top four and making a real finals push. Yeah, it was a very important game because whoever won that game would uh, be in the top four at the end of the round. I just when I watched the game, I just saw Brisbane's unrelentless pressure during the game, and um, you know they they could have even won by more. I mean, looking at it, um, thirteen goals and sixteen behinds, so their kicking was a bit inaccurate. I mean, they twenty nine scoring shots to fifteen straight away. It could have been a major blowout. I think that could have been. Uh, well, that's been an issue for them for several years now. Their goal kicking. Um, One hundred percent. So, if you look at it... Uh, I mean, Danaher got four. That's his, that's, that was his Danaher, had a good, Danaher had a good game. He also got fined for, for staging. Did you see that one? Yes. Yeah, he got fined $1,000 for, for flopping. Uh, it is a problem. Danaher has done that a fair bit, and it's good that um, they're dishing out a couple of fines to prevent that from the game, because it's just unnecessary. He really is. Um, but if you have a look here, Charlie Cameron kicked three goals, three, and... I saw the shots he had in the game. Lots of set shots and just inaccuracy. Spraying them. Yep, 100%. But that inaccuracy could come back and uh, bite them in the ass. So. Well, just on Geelong, the only one that stood out to me was Guthrie. I mean, 34 touches, but just nothing else was happening. That's that's what I was going to bring up. I think the Cats are going to severely miss, miss Mitch Duncan. Mitch Duncan oh, is 100%. a big piece, and they won't get him back until finals time. But... That's one cog in their midfield that they're going to miss. They've got to go the rest of the season without Duncan, and yeah, he's a, he definitely plays a huge role in that. It's going to be a struggle. I mean, you look at their leading goal kicker Zach Tui. I mean, their their three-headed monster. Oh, where was that? I I didn't see nowhere that. Nowhere to be seen. Tommy nowhere Hawkins to with one and uh, one goal, one behind. Jeremy Cameron with a behind. That's what I mean Gary by Brisbane's unrelentless pressure. Well, just that's it, any yeah. any entry Geelong had inside fifty, they were just under pressure the whole time. Minimum one on ones for those big key forwards, and you're going to struggle. And you look at Daniel Rich in the back line, just providing that pressure, stopping um, stopping Geelong from getting those entries, everything like that. Twenty five touches and twenty three of those were kicks, seven marks. Daniel Rich has always been one of those players, one of those elite players off half back. A lot of people say he. Uh, he probably has the best kick in the game. Mm. All right. Well, let's move on to our Friday night game now. Richmond versus St. Kilda. And boy, oh boy, do we have a bit to talk about here. We do. Uh, so, the Tigers, where do we start? I think 
what what's that what stands out to you the most from that game just looking you look at it what what stands out to you i think skill errors for skill sure. errors their skill errors just you haven't really seen it in the past against other richmond teams where they've you know they've missed kicks missed easy kicks inside 50 missing handballs that have put players under pressure defensive errors as well i just i haven't seen a performance as bad as that by richmond in a very long time it's it's been a while since and i've seen them like stemming that. from the skill errors they finished on 22 points 22 points that's just unacceptable two and by ten a, by a reigning premier premiership side that's just unacceptable Against St Kilda as well. St Kilda winning by forty. I mean, well, we saw them collapse the, the other question. week against Adelaide, and now they're. That's the question you have to ask from this game: Is this more a big St Kilda win, or is this more a big Richmond loss? See, I there's definitely positives to take out from St Kilda's side, but hundred percent, I still don't think they're a final side. And I think it's a good win for them after the things that they've been going through over the last two weeks. I'm sure you've seen that with Caroline Wilson. Yes, of course. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know they're playing group, playing group being questioned, but um, yeah, I I'm not sure. I, it's a big win for the Saints, but it's I good. think it's more of a big Tigers loss. It's I good think. to see Max King kicking goals again as well. He's finally he's, he's two goals in that game. He's had a rough season. He he's has had definitely season. had some ridicule for his goal kicking, and he's shown here that he's still he's still got it. Uh, I, I wouldn't stress well, he's only much young. about him. He's only young. Well, that's it. He's only about, I think he's I think he's 20 years old. I think 20 years old. And, exactly. You know, he's making an impact. He does have a lot of pressure on him, especially being um, the Saints' main goal kicker. But and he, he just re-signed with the club recently. I, I forgot how many years it was. I think it was about three or four. But he's definitely their key forward for the future. Mm. And you can't, you can't expect a 20-year-old to, you know, be as elite as you know let's say a Tom Hawkins or a Josh Kennedy you can't you just can't expect him to be like that at the age of 20 he's going to he's going to improve and it's going to come it's going to come with age and he's going to be one of the premier forwards in the competition for for the time to come in my opinion yeah no I can agree with you there Um, but in speaking about that game I don't see St Kilda scoring 22 points in a game again I think they'll bounce back next week yeah. All right. So now we'll move on to our Saturday games, and it's good to have four games of footy on a Saturday again, Instead isn't it? Instead of five, yep. <sighs> Those buy rounds, not very good. Uh, so Pies and Freo, good hard battle. I, I like this game. This was a very interesting game. I have a question for you, though. Did Braden Maynard cost him the game? Did you see that free kick? I did see the free kick right at the end. I'd, it was a horrible decision, but with the game tied, I think... I, it was a, it was a horrible decision by the umpire, but in that time when the game's tied, about fifteen minutes to go, you oh, don't want. You, th- there's a huge you, momentum give, swing that comes from when that, you're giving hey? up a fifty, and they've got a goal on the goal square. That's yep. just, I yeah, I don't think I think he did cost them the game. I think it did change change things because Collingwood were on top at that point, and then that's mm. when Frio came in and started started kicking goals, but. One thing I took from this game is Frio stay in the finals hunt. Yes, they officially that is true. are in the finals hunt now, um, searching for that eighth spot. They are tied with Richmond. It's just they're behind on percentage. Their percentage yep. isn't too good, but 
they're definitely in the hunt. I definitely think they could sneak. You think they can make a push? I definitely could, especially with the way Richmond are playing right now. Yeah, definitely think they can sneak into the top eight. Also, got another question for you. Yeah, Uh, Liam Henry, I think is a future star. He had a great game, didn't he? Well, he didn't in the statistics. Not really. He had two goals and only eight touches, but. I think he's a future star in the making. He kind of he reminds me he has that. Well, just well, has who, that who would you compare him to? Who would you compare him to? Do you reckon? Ah, uh, well, a young what? a young Liam Ryan. Young Liam Cameron. Ryan. Interesting. I think I think he could ev- eventually once he's got the games under his belt. I think he could definitely turn into. Well, how how, how long has he been playing for? Ah, uh, it's his second year. So it's very exciting to watch in that forward line when he does get down there. Hey. Yeah, it's yep. just the amount they get it down there. Well, that's it. Over the year, Freo hasn't had a lot of opportunity to score. They've been very inaccurate, that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, that's the thing with Freo. They could be in the top eight right now. Well, I mean, you look at their percentage, straight up, 93% compared to Richmond's 101. They're the most inaccurate side in the comp. Yep. So, that they'll look back at this season. And I think one main culprit for that inaccuracy is Nat 5. Oh, uh, 5, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, as a as the level player he is uh, missing set shots like that I it's, think it's there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, elite midfielders who are also in the same boat as him or haven't they have never been elite at goal kicking so no. for example for example one player I could bring up is Paddy Cripps I mean, I mean don't get me wrong here as well Nat Fife is an excellent player like what he does in the midfield He's is absolutely two-time insane the middle, exactly so. yeah you don't just win that award no, you know, for being an average player. All right. Again, a great game. Um, now we've got North Melbourne versus Gold Coast. And North Melbourne won this game. I did say to you earlier in the year that I didn't think North would win another game. Well, they got it done against the Gold Coast Suns. I'm going to say it now. They're not going to win another game for the season. I think I'd, I think that was the only team they could beat. And I don't believe they'll win another game for the season. But... I, I do like how the youngsters are finally starting to get the footy and they're starting to play well with it. Especially and, down in Tassie. I think it helps them being down in Tassie. Yeah, yeah, I agree with um all the COVID problems Yep, uh, with Melbourne. Also, one other thing I took from this game, Took Miller. Took Miller. He stays. He's he very the consistent. Most, he the, 30 t- 32 touches that game. He's the most underrated player in well, the comp. I think, I think it's five straight weeks with 30 touches for Took Miller. He's absolutely smashing it. I I think uh, I saw it last week. Josh Dunkley said the hardest player to play on in the comp mm. is Tuke Miller. Yeah. So I definitely think he's one of the most underrated players in the comp, if not the most. But for the Suns, out of the like, he, the Suns are just disappointing. I mean, they've just always been a disappointing club ever since ever since they came into the AFLs. At, they you know, haven't done much special. I mean, they got Gary Ablett, and that was supposed to be a big thing down there. But again, well, they almost no, made no finals. Fun, I think yeah, no was, finals appearance. I think so. it was 2014. They were they were in. I think I think they were in the top six, and then Gary Ablett uh, did his shoulder, and he was out for like ten games, out for the rest of the season. And they could have made finals that year. I think that was their best best chance to. But they've had a lot of players leave leave the club but they've also had a lot of players come in I have, I have a question for you as well what do you think about Matty Rao being back do you think that's 
helping the Suns at the moment? Is he coming back too soon in the season? I don't think he's coming back too soon. I think he's just getting adjusted to it. You know? just, I mean, only 14 touches. I mean, we saw what he was like at the start of last season on his debuts and those games leading up to his injury. Do you, do you think there could be any, like, repercussions from the injury? Do you think it's still affecting him, his shoulder, that sort of thing? Or do you I don't think, think his shoulder is. I think, obviously, when you come back from knee injury, it's going to be a bit... Um, bit of a problem. Mm-hmm. It might be, it might flare up here and there, but I, I, I'm not worried about Matt Rowe. We will, we all know he's a, he will be an elite midfielder yep. in time to come. He isn't right now, but um, you know, the the last when he came back two weeks ago um, against Freo, his last full game before that was last year. Would have been it would have been the game before he got injured, so that would have been round three. Round three um, would have would have been his last full game. So I think you just got to give him time to get back into playing AFL footy 100%. because he didn't yeah. even go back to playing in in the um, I think Gold Coast playing the Neefil. So he didn't even get time playing in the Neefil. He just came straight back into the AFL side. And, and I mean, a player like, like Matty Rowell, he's, he's, he's eventually he's player. eventually going to get. You, you, you want, want him in your top twenty-two? Yeah, he's always he's always he's a number one pick. He's always going to be in there. I think you just got to give him time, but I don't think he's the problem. He's not the one you should worry about at Gold Coast. I think there's a lot of other players that they've picked at a high um, high draft pick that aren't playing their best yeah. which I think I think they should be battling for the top eight right now that was my prediction coming in for this year I and thought they're, they're not they're just nowhere near the eight where, where I are think they? second last 16th 16th on the ladder yeah so they're, they're very disappointing but yeah, not not Gold Coast season. We'll we'll see them develop in the years to come though hopefully does Stewie G stay as the coach ooh that's a good question <sighs> I think he does. I think he's a good coach. I think he's, he's a good coach. He's just got. It's hard to deal with um, a team that's just coming in sixteenth. Like it's, he's not the problem. It's just getting players adjusted. I mean, he's done a great job with Tuke Miller. That sort of lineup there. Um, I reckon he'll stay around as well. I don't see him leaving. And if um, if he does get fired, I reckon another team will pick him. I do. I do like him as a coach. I do like him as a coach too. I don't think what's happening right now is he's issue it's kind of like the same thing at Carlton with David Teague but then again just because it isn't your problem doesn't I mean a lot of the time a lot of the time the first person that you know the media blames that, is, the first is person the that goes is coach yeah. so I mean and that goes across all sports yeah so we'll see what happens there so our next game Port versus Sydney uh, Port finally beat a top eight side Yes, they've, yes. They've had a very bad record against top eight sides. And I it, think it helped being at home. It, yeah, it, it did help being at home, and they only just got over the line as well. Um, they only won by 10 points, um, and S- Sydney's um, Luke Parker, Callum Mills, they dominated the ball as well. And, of course, you got Travis Boak um, and Ollie Wines for Port Adelaide, but then just Sydney getting all those disposals um, just didn't convert to scores. Yeah, I think it was it was a retro buddy game. Almost almost won the game for them off his own boot. Had three goals in the last quarter. Uh, he was like the buddy of old. Do you think he'll get to a thousand goals by the end of the year? 
If Sydney what, play finals on, as well, well? No, uh, he's I, on nine nine seventy three. He joins an elite list. Not a lot of I think how many players have kicked a thousand goals? Not too sure on that uh, one. Mm, it's not a lot. I know that. Not a lot, but um, I definitely think he could join it. Definitely. Well, I mean, if he keeps playing the way he was uh, against think, Port Adelaide, I think I, the, I, see it I think the average I saw that he needs to have is I think three point six seven goals for the rest of the season. Which is like definitely that's, doable. That's not including finals. so That's we'll doable see. for Buddy, though. Yeah, that is very doable for Buddy. Um, but um, what I took out of port from this game is if they're going to win the premiership or if they're going to be anywhere near winning a premiership, they're going to need more from their other surrounding players apart from Wines and Boak because in they're just not getting the job done, I, in my opinion. In the big game, when they play teams below them, they're elite, like they play their best. But when they play, when it comes to the big games, when they're playing top four sides, they're just not there. So no, that's I for example, Dan Houston, Kyle Amon, um, Darcy Byrne Jones, all them. They need a step they up. A, they need to step up in those type of big games, which they didn't really have against uh, against Sydney. But in the future, if they're going to win the premiership, they they need those other players to I, step up. Personally, I don't think Port Adelaide. I don't think they win the premiership this season, um, especially especially with um, their performance against top eight sides. I mean, obviously, top eight, you're going to be versing them in the finals, and I just don't see them going all the way. I love their team. I think when when they're on, they're exciting to watch, um, but I just don't. I just don't see them going all the way this season, unfortunately. I don't either. All right, let's move on to... Uh, we got the Dons versus the Ds. Oh, uh, we, we were able to watch this one together we were. over a cheeky pint. We were. Um, as as you may not know, guys, uh, Essendon are my team. Um, been a lifelong fan, and I was, I was pretty happy with the way they performed. Um, coming into the game, I didn't expect them to win against Melbourne, but to only lose by uh, 11 points against the top side in the comp. Uh, I reckon it says a lot about Essendon's composure. Um, and straight off the bat, Zach Merritt and Darcy Parrish. Insane. Big time performances. Working amazing together. I know uh, McGrath's still out, but 41 touches for Merritt and 37 for, for Parrish. They're just all over the ball in the midfield. Yeah. They know exactly what they're doing. Agreed. I think the Bombers are fun to watch, but they're not there yet. They're no. nowhere near the level that they want to be. They will in the upcoming years, but I don't think they're there yet. I think they're definitely one of the most exciting teams for the future. I can, yeah. I can agree with that. Um, the Ds, not convincing, but they get the job done. And that's what a top side does. They get they get the wins when... Yeah, well, uh, at the end of the day, they got the four points. That, that gritty grind win that they need to get to stay up top. They're doing it now. Quite questionable call as well. Did you see did you see Anthony McDonald I did. tip and Woody tackle uh I don't remember. It was James Jordan. James Jordan in the in the fourth line. Do you think that was a holding the ball? Do you think James Jordan had prior opportunity there? Yeah. I do as well. 100%. That's a set shot for Anthony McDonald yeah. tip and Woody in a close game like that. I think hold I think the holding the ball situation has been Iffy. What's a word to put it? Iffy. Iffy, funky. It's been, it's been. I don't know. It's hard to. It's hard for the umpires to, you know, umpire the game when 
some rules are just like we said iffy yeah they're just unclear at the end of the day it does come down to umpire's decision and we got to live with that call but yeah i looking at the footage my personal opinion holding the ball yeah it's 50 50 split of course there'll be people that say it's not but for me it is um another key takeaway from that game i want to talk about harrison jones he kicked two goals he's very exciting harry jones is he is he rising star this year I hope so. I hope so. I like the way he's playing. I like the way he's playing. Um, definitely exciting to watch being a new recruit. Um, but other than Harry Jones, um, I think it was a pretty standard game on goal kicking. Nobody really stood out. Petrarca had two, which was big. I think but... uh, I think Jake Stringer, finally, he's starting to play that consistent football oh, that, the they wanted, that they wanted him to play. He had 24 and a goal, but two behinds, but he... He's, he's making his he's presence playing, felt. He's playing a lot more midfield, and he's kicking goals whilst he's at it, so... Well, that's it, yeah, that's, because that's he goes it. into the ruck a fair few times, doesn't he? I've, uh, se- I've seen him in the ruck. Uh, maybe in the forward line, but um, I haven't really seen him pinch-hitting at, at any time, really. Okay. But, um, but, yeah, you know, start to play consistent footy, which is what... Which is what they wanted. Which is what Essendon want. All right. Uh, so our next game, uh, GWS versus Hawthorne. Uh, bit of an I upset here. Bit of an upset. I think the Giants blew a huge opportunity. Uh, uh, sorry, opportunity. Yeah. For top eight. It's, yeah, especially in the top eight, eight hunt, you can't be losing to the team second last on the ladder. You can't be losing to Hawthorne. Um, Absolutely not. I think I didn't, they've never really played well in Victoria. No, but I this is just an extremely disappointing loss. I think I think it could. I think uh, this game could definitely cost them top eight. I don't think they make the top eight now, but um, yeah, I think just some of their players are extremely inconsistent. I think they're. Two players in their forward line, Harry Himmelberg and Jeremy Finlayson. I think they're just extremely inconsistent. Like I, you'll I can see, agree with you. um, Finlayson had had a bad last week. He had five goals last week against Carlton, week. and he had one this week. Yeah. Harry Himmelberg, ten touches, zero goals. Mm-hmm. It's just they're not they need, they need more. They need more from those two. But I like the way uh, Hawthorne played. Their youngsters st- stood up. Dylan Moore and Tim O'Brien. Yeah, Dylan Moore with four goals yep. right there. Uh, Tom Mitchell, he was prolific, wasn't he? With uh, 40 touches. He, it's, he, he's a great player to watch. He's, I don't know, I've, I've never, he's elite, but like, can he change a game for you? Like, because it's, it's a weird way to put it because... I feel like do, do a you lot think of his, they're empty disposals? Uh, yeah, I feel like a lot of his touches are empty disposals. It's just handballs out of a pack. Um, you know, it's not. It's not leading. It's not to really. And... It's not really a lot of contested possession. Mm-hmm. But regardless, but, hey, still they got elect. they got they got the job done. They Tom did. Mitchell forty disposals in a Hawthorne win. I mean, if you're a Hawks supporter, you can't complain. Yeah, that's it. All right, so the next game, I hate to bring this up. But uh, the Eagles and the Doggies. So, oh, mate, I know, no I know you're hurting about this one. Yeah, if no one knows, my team is West Coast. So, 
the dogs just dominated absolutely dominated yeah, I think uh, the dogs just proved again that their midfield is the best midfield in the comp and that's even without Dunkley and Trelaw there I mean straight up um, the four leading um, disposal getters of the game is all dogs you got McRae um, Bailey Smith Bontempelli I mean Bontempelli's just been amazing this season um, and Lockie Hunter that's another question I got for you does Bontepelli win the Brownlow this year? As well as he's been playing, I, it's hard with a team that good. It's hard with a team that good. He's consistent every week, yes. So you're saying it's hard for him to get the votes with so many other players like playing, with playing Jack, well, yeah. playing I mean, especially playing with Jack McRae as well. Yeah. I, mean, I, think, I think that's the same because my top two for the Brownlow right now are bon, Bontepelli and Christian Petrarca. And Prashaka has someone else there. He Oliver. Clayton yeah. Oliver. Whilst um, the Dogs, they have a lot. So, you know, Trelaw's going to take some votes. You know, McRae's going to take a few fair votes. Yeah. Um, but I think bon, the Bond, definitely. He's my Brownlow pick right now. He's your I think pick. He's, he's just elite when it comes to kicking goals as well. Like, he's a midfielder well, that we gets some touches. Before, yeah. Um, we were talking about how Nat Fife and. Paddy Cripps aren't those guys. Bond yeah. is that guy. He's just he's a midfielder that can just get the job done. You can chuck him up forward and he'll kick some goals for you. Um I mean you look at astronaut Aaron Norton, yeah. four goals. He's twenty one. I sky's the limit for him. I think he'll be a great player in years to come. I mean he's he a great really player is. now. He's only gonna get better. It's and playing with such a great group on the Western Bulldogs. He's got every opportunity. I think to the dogs are going to be superstar. a great team for for years to come. Oh, 100%. On on the Eagles side, um, just very very disappointing, especially with the team we had on paper. It was just extremely frustrating and disappointing to watch. After after the game we had against Richmond, um, you know, I thought we were back. Thought we could somehow make our way into top four, but top four isn't. It's not happening now, sadly. But I reckon um, you stay in the eight. We stay in the eight. We make finals. We win enough to win to make finals, but no, we're we're not winning the premiership and, out of outside of top four this year. And even talking about um, the Eagles, I mean, Western Bulldogs they kicked twenty behinds on top of their thirteen yeah, goals. That's when I was watching the game. It was just extremely. It's a slaughter. It yeah. It should have been. It really should have been like twelve. 15 goal it was just goal entries blowout. on entries yeah. on entries into the Ford 50 for the Western Bulldogs yeah. and um, Eagles one player right. I want to talk about Jack Darling he is in a big form slump right now he's kicked zero goals in back to back games I just, he's just he's just not getting the job done right now and he's, what what do you do if you're Jack Darling I mean, he's a star player. Like, he's a great goal kicker, has been for his career. I think it's also not him. It's also the entry we're getting inside 50. We've never really been a team that gets a lot of the ball inside 50. We've been one of the most efficient teams, if not the most efficient, over the last few years because of how potent our forward line is. But it's the amount of entries we get, the amount of opportunity we give our forwards, which we haven't been able to give much so far. But um, but yeah, he, I, Jack Darling's an elite forward. He'll he'll get out of the form slump. I think he just needs oh, to yeah. play 
Uh, we've got a game against North Melbourne after this one against Sydney. I think that could be the game where you'd want to at, be winning at, against at North this Melbourne. stadium. I think he could come back and kick a bag for that one. Do you do you think that um, the fans not being there that did that have a big impact oh, on course. the Eagles? Of course, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Our crowd is. I'm not saying we would have won Fortress the game. Fortress WA, yeah. as they call we, it. We, would, we wouldn't have won the game. I don't like. It wouldn't have really changed too much of the result. But I feel like if we had that crowd behind us from the start, when we were just under so much pressure in the first quarter, I think it definitely could have could have changed things. But yeah, regardless, dogs dominated, and that's just yeah. That's just well, the, the Eagles. You got to move on. You, you can't that's focus just, on this too much. That's just the way it goes. Um, so and rounding off the week, we had Carlton and Adelaide. Great game to watch. Oh, very Great good game, game to watch. Carlton with uh, eight goals in the second quarter. I don't know. There's just something about watching Blues games. They're just Blues they're games just, are so hit or miss. It's yes. either a really good game for Carlton or a really poor one. Yeah, and I, this was one of the good games. Yeah, I I found it exciting to watch. I think Sam Walsh is a lock for all Australian. Oh, 100%. Uh, there is no way he doesn't he make All-Australian. He has been fabulous this year. He's been fantastic. I mean, 38 touches. Uh, Averaging 30 a game. Yeah, He's just... Crazy. He is elite. No, very happy with the way he played. And for Adelaide, um, your disposal getters as well. Um, Rory Land, Ben Keys. Well, Rory Sloan's most likely out for the season, the skipper, oh. with a high-grade high uh, finger tendon injury. So yes, yes. That's going to be that's, going that's to be a big out for Adelaide. But they're not they're not, they're not making, making finals. finals no, yeah. No. Um, I also think with the All Australian team this year, I think Paul Seedsman should be considered. With the the past few All Australian teams, you haven't really got much selection. Like you, there hasn't been many wingers selected. There's been midfielders, but they've well, been placed well, on the wing. That's it. So for this year, I think if you're going to pick a wingman. Paul Seisman is the man. Yeah. I mean, he averages 26 touches a game, 730, 637 metres gain, and seven score involvements a game. I think yeah. he, he, he's an all-in. Well, watching player. him play, he's, he's an exciting player to I watch think, 100%. I think him and also Hugh McCluggage on the wing, I think that would be your two... I think that would be your two wingmen on, uh, on, on the All-Australian Yeah, team. but in saying that... As you say, past years, um, it no, has been midfield selection. There's just too many elite midfielders, but the All-Australian team needs to be... You need to put players in the positions that they actually play. Yeah, and we're looking at, um, also with that game as well, the uh, the old boys definitely having a good one. Uh, Tex Walker, three goals. Eddie Betts, three Tex goals. Tex has been good this whole year. Yeah. Does he get a contract next year? I'd say so. Yeah. 100%. I think yeah. I think coming into this year I think uh, there were a lot of questions about no he's definitely proved uh, he's he last, belongs in the league his years after the grand final year that they had in 2017 um, he's been he's been pretty poor especially last year he was extremely poor last year so that's why no he's definitely had a, uh, he's not a breakout year but not a turn, breakout, turn around yeah. Yeah, from seasons before. For sure. All right, so next we have our five questions from the round. So my first question, can Richmond win the flag? I'm going to say no. I, 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 As much as Richmond have been dominant the last couple of years, I think 
straight the, my top three is I mean even looking at the ladder it's Melbourne Bulldogs or Brisbane Lions for me um just the game this week that Richmond played against St Kilda it does it says a lot I mean this could just be a one off but for me I don't see them winning the flag um as relevant as they have been what are your thoughts on it uh well if they stay eight I don't see them winning the flag at all I mean that's four straight away games that they have to win yeah. um unless they can they've always had elite second halves especially in 2019 they were they were out of the eight halfway through the year and then they won they didn't lose any more games after round 13 they won I think they won nine in a row to end off the the regular season so Qu- uh, question for that as well is it going to be back to the Richmond of old finishing in ninth place on the ladder what, uh, are, what do we reckon there I hope so we're going to see us in the Tigers back in their natural habitat I hope so but I don't think it will happen unfortunately I reckon they'll make the eight they won't win the flag no they won't win the flag right. I agree um, do you have a question yep alright we'll get to my question now so question one is uh, Paddy Cripps we've just seen him sign a massive deal monster deal um, with Carlton so six year deal he signed it on Friday um, tying him to the club until 2027 what does this mean for Carlton um, I think it's good He, I think he I also saw that he took a pay cut so that they could yep. uh, they could pay other players the players oh. that they've paid in the last couple of years. Uh, well, what, what's that? What's that thing from Fazed? Do you, do you remember taking a pay cut to Team Cohesion or something uh, like that? Of course, <laughs> of course, the Team Cohesion. Yeah. No, Paddy Cripps is a very team-oriented player. I but there were a lot of um, rumors that he would come back to the West. Yes, a lot of rumors yep. to come to West Coast, but I don't think. I, when I saw that, I didn't. There was no way it could be done without. West Coast giving up a star player and I don't think we could have afforded him anyways so I didn't see that happening but I think it's great for the club oh definitely I think it's definitely given them some hope for the future yeah, yeah. When, when, when one of your star players especially when your skipper years. when your skipper signs for six years you know he's going to be he's going to be a blue for life I definitely think um, it's it's great for the club i I do. I I came into this season with big expectations for Carlton after the players that they signed, but they've I mean, been you've extremely, got all those players, been yeah. extremely disappointing. Um, it, I, I, I think it's highly unlikely that Carlton will have a finals run this year. No, they're not, they're not making finals. Um, but years to come with Paddy Cripps and he's still developing. Um, he's already elite. Can he get better? Yeah. Yeah. That's the question. Um, so my next question: Did the Eagles bring their stars back too early? Um, great question. I I think yes. I agree. I think um, they're trying to solidify their place in the eight. Um, and bringing all these players back, it's just throwing everything out of whack. I think. I think. I it it also didn't help that they got absolutely outworked in the midfield. They just got absolutely slaughtered. But. I think I think Tim Kelly was way underdone. I think he had a horrible game. Um Shepherd was okay to bring back. I didn't mind I didn't mind I didn't mind Shep coming back. Um McGovern didn't really do much and Shuey, even though he played a game in the waffle, I would have liked to see so him. So who, who's whose first game was it back? Uh, so it was Shepherd, uh, McGovern, 
Kelly and Shuey. Yeah. So four players. The yeah, only one that played well out of that is Shep. Shepard played the best, but um, especially Kelly and Shuey, I think they could have they could have played this week in the waffle. Yeah, there could have been a bit more rest involved for those for those guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I I, mean, I, I, I I don't think you should bring in four stars at once against a top side who's in form. Yeah, I think I think ease them in maybe against a. Well, the thing is, it could have gone either way. It could have gone either way, but now that we've seen the result of it, I think they should have um, definitely should have. Uh, and they'll they'll all be playing again together next week anyway. Yeah, so. so I think they've got their game under their belt now. Got that match fitness back, but um, yeah, I definitely think it was too early. Looking right. at the way they played. Alright. My question, question three. So we did talk about it a little bit, um, but speaking about Essendon, can they make a finals push this season? They're currently eleventh on the ladder, alright? One game out of the eighth uh, one game out of the eighth spot as well. Yep, they're only four points behind. Um, their percentage is there. So if it comes down to Richmond uh, sorry, Fremantle Essendon. Yeah, Fremantle, Essendon, Richmond, all of those teams in the hunt for that eighth place on the ladder. Um, I think, I think Essendon can get there. They need to win this week against Geelong. They yeah, need to win. It, it is a must. We've also got the Bulldogs coming up as well, which is a hard game. But then again, we've got Adelaide and North Melbourne. Uh, I Collingwood Suns. I, I don't know. I, I can see them making a push, but in the end, I don't think they win enough games to make the eight. I just I, d- I don't see it, mm-hmm. but they I'm I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm saying that they can do it, but I don't I don't see them doing it. But I won't be surprised if they do. So if they do eventually make that eighth spot, I won't be surprised. So mm-hmm. yeah, I that's a tough one. Yeah, yeah, it's very flip of the coin. Um, yeah, as you say, it's not surprising if they do, but then again. It's Essendon, they Yeah. It's, it's hard to say. Yeah. It's hard to say. Agreed. Um, they definitely have that exciting squad um, with their latest signings, bringing Merritt back, you know, um, all of their... Clubs in good spirits right yep, now. Yeah, 100%. Um, so, my last question, out of the the big games this week between a couple top four sides, who are your flag favourites? I'm not... And you have to pick one team. Okay, one, one team, team to, to to win the flag. flag. I'm, I'm going to say, say, I'm gonna say Brisbane. Yeah, I'm gonna say Brisbane. They have they've just got so many weapons. They're coming together perfectly as a team. Yes, you've got Melbourne and Bulldogs who are great teams as well. But personal for me, it's Brisbane. I mean, they've got a stellar forward line, stellar midfield. Like it's just Hill. extremely difficult this year because it's just so wide open. It's I balanced. don't remember. I don't remember. Um, the premiership race being this wide open in in a long time. No, well, I think any of the top four can win that yeah. flag, yeah, hundred percent. And Geelong. then Geelong's fifth. Yeah, yeah, they, can, they well. can win the flag. I think that's why that top four, that double chance, is so important this year because you have so many elite sides in the top eight. I think it's extremely important. Because if you have, let's say, and you, if if you have West Coast and Richmond in the seventh and eighth spots, those teams can they can turn, eat, they, yeah, can they can, ta- they can turn they can turn it on at any day. So one, if one of those 
top five teams, if the one who doesn't make um, top four, they'll have to play most likely West Coast or Richmond, and that game could go anyway, in my opinion. I mean, at the start of the season... Especially against Richmond. At the start of the season, would you have thought Melbourne would be first place no. on the ladder? I didn't have them making finals. I, I didn't have them making top eight either. Absolutely yeah. not. Um, I didn't see Sydney in the eight. I didn't see Sydney in the eight either. I, I, I thought Carlton would get in. I thought so too. And Collingwood, to be honest, but Collingwood have Collingwood. just been so poor. I mean, Collingwood have been disappointing, but I think it's just, it's just been a downward spiral ever since... The 2018 Last grand final? Yeah, not that. Just ever since they got blown out in the semi against Geelong and then they had the racism uh, issues yes, yes. within the club. And then yeah. as soon as Eddie Maguire stepped down, you just knew it was... Oh, I'll see you later, but Yeah, it was just... It was eventually going to all come down, which it has, but they're on their way back up. So, um, so next thing, let's get into let's our, get round, cracking. our round predictions. So, on the Thursday night, we have uh, the Tigers versus Gold Coast at Metricon Stadium. Straight up, I see Richmond bouncing back in a big way. I think Richmond win by 25 points, but I also see it being a danger game for them, especially up in the Gold Coast. Even though bit Gold dewy Coast, up there. bit yeah, dewy. Is, of course. Yeah. The dewiness. Um, even though Gold Coast have been poor this season, I definitely think they could put up a fight especially up in Gold Coast and they're hungry for a win they are especially yeah. after their game against North Melbourne they you know then it's not often they're in prime time so they don't often get their prime time games oh no. I also saw a stat um, a couple of days ago so there's been one team that hasn't had a Thursday night it's or Friday night. yeah, yeah I, I saw that stat as well they have not had Fremantle have Since not had yeah. Fremantle have not had a Thursday night or Friday night game since 2016. Yeah. Every other team has had one this year. Every single other team has had one this year, except for Fremantle, who have not had one for five. Do you years. think that's just a scheduling error, or do you no, think, do you think the AFL's just gone? No, screw Fremantle. I don't know how you can put Gold Coast up there when you know Frio hasn't even had it themselves for five years. Well, that's it. And that, that's the thing. Like, they haven't made finals since 2015, but they've still had years where, they've been you know, exciting they've to been watch. exciting yeah. to watch or they've been... I mean, they've had a Brownlow medalist. Yeah, they've been... They, yeah, they've had a Brownlow medalist during that time. And, yeah, it's, it's baffling mm. to me. I think it's completely unfair. Even though I don't like Ferrer, I think it's completely unfair. Yeah, no, every team deserves a spot yeah. on that prime time. Okay. Um, Friday night, my boys versus the Cats. At GMHB. As, as we said before, yeah, at the Cattery. Um, straight up, Geelong in Geelong is very hard. I think it, this is going to be an entertaining game. I think it's going to be... Any any game with Essendon in it this year has always been exciting. They always do something that... You wouldn't expect... Get you, get you into the game. I mean, you, you look back at... Um, when we beat the uh, when we beat your team, the Eagles. Yep. I mean, nobody expected that, and then they made that push against Richmond the week after, yep. and then obviously they got blown out. But that was, exciting that was, passage of play. Yeah. Oh, I was, was at exciting. that game, and the the I was atmosphere at that game was electric. Too. It was crazy. Um, I have the Cats winning by twenty points. Sir, 
unfortunately for back. Essendon, unfortunately for Essendon, I think they're going to lose by a bit more than twenty. Yeah, I think they bounce back. Um, so on the Saturday we've got we've got the four games again. Yep. Um, so Kicking we've off got the action with uh, Melbourne versus the Giants at the MCG. I back, good to have the footy back there. After last week's performance, I don't see the Giants winning. Absolutely, I do not, not see the Giants winning. I think, I think the D's get up by Melbourne points. are the clear front runners in yeah. this game. I've got the D's by twenty two. Yeah. Oh, I reckon. I reckon maybe even more. I think Melbourne want to make a statement and say to the rest of the AFL, hey. With a top side for a reason, I think they'll well, blow out the. Giants. The only thing Melbourne have to do now is they just have to win games. Their percentage doesn't even matter. They've got, I think they've got the best percentage in the comp. Yeah, and if they will. Win no, this they game. have the second best percentage. They in the will comp. win this game. Yeah, I. They just have to win now to solidify that top spot. Yeah. So I think they win. Um, next game, Adelaide versus uh, Brisbane at Adelaide Oval. The Lions are on fire. I see them winning by five goals. Oh, yeah. I just. I, I could see Adelaide putting up a fight. They have against um, other big teams at Adelaide Oval, especially against Melbourne, um, uh, when yeah, they beat Melbourne by a point. Won. So yeah. they they are capable, but especially Brisbane with their just in form. especially with their skipper out, I just don't see them winning. So I've got Easy the Brisbane Lions by there. five goals. Yep. Easy Brisbane. Win um, and then we've got this is prime. An exciting. Yeah, game. this is. I think this could be game of the round for sure. Even though it's two teams outside the eight it could definitely be a game of the round if it's anything like their game last year with Jack Noons kicking the goal after the siren from the boundary oh, I do remember to win the game. that on yep. TV yep. Yes, um, but this game it's not important it's not as important it's just fun to watch it is but it's not as important for Carlton as it is for Freo no, if, if Freo, Freo want to take if Freo want to stay in the hunt for top eight and stay in touch with Richmond or even West Coast and Sydney, they need to win. They have to win. They, they need to kick accurately. They also need their captain back. They also need Nat Fife back. Uh, yes, of course. I think um, it will be back, but I've got... Who wins? Who wins here, do you reckon? I've got Ferreira by 15. Got Ferreira? I, yeah. I'm going to go against you. I'm going to say Carlton. Carlton? Okay. I think Sam Walsh is going to turn up here, as he as he has done for previous weeks. I think Sam Walsh is going to be huge in this game, and I reckon Mackay is going to kick... Kick a bag. Okay. Uh, All right. I, I see Carlton winning this one. All right. Um, I definitely think the result could... Ch- my tip could change. It all depends on if Matt Tabin is going to play as he had a calf strain yeah. against yeah. Collingwood. So yeah. no, if he doesn't play, I'm not sh- I might have to change my tip, but we won't know for a few days and if he's playing or not. So our other game on Saturday, Hawthorne versus Port at Marvel. Um, Port's... Port, Port Adelaide for the win. Port's been poor away from home a bit like flat track bullies um but it's a bottom side and we know how good port are against bottom sides i've got them winning by 40 points yeah and saying port against um, bottom sides absolutely smashing i agree with you there the only thing going for hawthorne is how well um how well they played last week yeah yeah if they can keep that i reckon they can keep it close but i think port I, I just say Port, Port by about game. seven goals for me. All right, so on the Sunday, we've got a big game. I think this could also be a game of the round too. Um, so we got six versus seventh. Um, who are you picking here? Who are you picking here? I'm going with my heart over my head. I'm going with West Coast by seven points. But obviously, I can see Sydney winning the game 
just because of their smart decision of having the game at GMHBA. They could have had it at the MCG, um, well, for example. Historically, West Coast don't play well at um, GMHBH, do they? Well, we haven't won there since 2006, but we're not playing Geelong there. Well, so it. we're not playing. We're not playing Geelong there. So it's a different bit of a different. Dimensions of the ground as well. Oh, yeah, it's a bit of a different story. But I, I just see, I just see the Eagles bouncing back. To be honest. Um, I just I just see them bouncing back. I don't I'm know gonna, why. I'm gonna have to go against you. I I, I like what Sydney's done this year. Um, hopefully Buddy can keep his form, and if he's uh, he's hungry to get those thousand goals, so yep. it, he'll be looking for. Um, he'll be looking to kick a bag as well. Yep, true. Um, but this game, flip of a coin. It, I mean, you got six versus seventh. You know it's going to be a close game. Um, but I see Sydney just getting over and um, just basing it on recent form for me. Yep, agreed. All right, so um, during the day, we've got the Pies versus the Saints at the MCG. This game doesn't really matter. There's not really much to it, but um, it definitely could be a big game for the Saints as they're only one game back from eighth. Their percentage is poor, but if they want to make a late push to the finals, they have to win this game. And if you're going off last week, uh, I've, I've got the Saints by two goals. And they, they impressed me last week. So I've got I've got them winning over the Pies. You got them winning? Yep. Yeah, I got, I got the Saints as well in this one. Um, just I'm hoping Max King stays in form. I don't, yeah. I don't like seeing him uh, just... Being ridiculed in the media, yeah. no, I really like him as a as a player. He has he has ruined a few multis here and there, but still, I we don't reckon, we don't get into that. I reckon he's a. I reckon the Saints definitely get that win there. Yeah, um, and then our last game, the Doggies versus North, absolutely means nothing. I'm going North Melbourne. Nah, I'm going North Melbourne. I've got ri- <laughs> I've gotten written down here in my notes. No need for a preview. I mean, just a, a winner and a margin and I've got the dogs by 10 goals yeah uh, if it's anything if it's anything away. like their good Friday game Net, North has improved since then but I'll give them that but yeah I've I mean, got how, I've got the dogs winning the like, I think it was 100 kick, like, what, 10. 10 yeah I think I think the dog the dogs won by 128 yeah, points crazy, I think crazy. 128 points they won by so I, I do not see Western Bulldogs losing this game at all. Not at all. At all. So, yeah, dogs by 10 goals for me. No, very exciting round of footy coming up as the uh, race for the eight gets a little tighter. The top four also in question. I mean, there's no, as we said, no clear um, favourites or anything like that yet uh, to win the flag. It can be very array of four different teams, five different teams even. Yep. It's going to be an exciting few rounds to come. Um, anyways... Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll be bringing you yeah. some more episodes in the future. Of course, guys. Thank you uh, for listening to our first uh, first uh, podcast, the 23rd Man podcast. Here it is. Um, we hope you guys tune back in next week, and we're excited to bring you some more content. Easy. Catch you guys next time. Cheers.